What do y'all think about boundaries? Well, we're about to find out. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this. Oh, crap. What? I just tried to pull up Trello, and it says page not found. What? Trello's not found? Yeah. Oh, That's... hang on. Maybe it just logged me out. <laughs> oh, well, we're having a technical difficulty because it's us. I have the link. It's I'm going to send it again. Still... Okay. Because you just never know. Oh, Okay. I forget things where I don't didn't actually like sign up where they just let you like connect your Google account. That's what I had to go through. I am good. Um, okay, are we ready to start now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends. Hello, friends. And welcome back to Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations. I'm Christina. And I'm Lauren. And today we're talking and... about <laughs> what? <laughs> There was just a pause, so I was like, and? <laughs> and today we're talking about boundaries. That's fun. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Um, okay. I, I think I told you this morning, I'm just feeling kind of like scattered and all over. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe feeling like extra ADD. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like that all the time. I mean, I posted recently on my Instagram that I feel like I have ADHD and that mm -hmm. I would really like to get a diagnosis and get on meds because I feel like it would make my life so much easier, but I don't have health insurance Same. right now. Yeah. And well, even if you do, it is apparently very hard because really? that was first, yeah, that was first like brought up to me by my therapist. Like I never thought it was ADHD would be a possibility for me because I was just like, oh, I, well, I'm not hyper. I'm tired all the time. <laughs> but she described like how it shows up like in adults and particularly in women. I was like, oh, you're describing me. Okay. <laughs> so I have a but, confession. Yeah. I don't really know the difference between ADD and ADHD. I don't either. I just know that that was what she said was ADHD. And I was Someone like, email us just go with it. <laughs> and tell us what the difference is. We don't get a yeah. lot of emails. We don't get any emails. Yeah. Well, I've I mean... been thinking. We have this inbox, and people like to send us voicemails and, you know, messages and yeah. stuff. Wouldn't it be easier to just email us? Pickles and well, yeah. podcast at gmail.com. Do it. But if you really want to leave us a voicemail about the difference between ADD and ADHD, that's fine, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's why I was gearing up there. Yeah. Tell us the difference because we don't know shit. But so then I actually get started with a psychiatrist. And so I bring that up to her, especially because particularly I just been told like, yeah, that's probably what you are. And she's like, oh yeah, well, I don't really diagnose that. So, you know, like here's these specific places you can go and get tested where they do that. Is it because of uh, <laughs> people who want to abuse drugs? Like uh, probably. Adderall and yeah. Do people still mm -hmm. take Ritalin? I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking hear that know. One. Okay, so also tell us if Ritalin is still out there. <laughs> if okay, I pulled it up on my smartphone because I have a computer at my fingertips, and I'm impatient. Yes. Um, the first Google result says there's no difference between ADD and ADHD. ADD, and then in parentheses it says attention deficit disorder is an outdated term for what is now called ADHD, oh. attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Okay. So there you go, people. You're welcome. That's the show. 
<laughs> um, yeah, but I even had just like my general like checkup with my doctor yesterday, and I never mentioned anything about that to her, and so it just kind of confirmed it. Where she just like out of the blue was like, "Have you ever been diagnosed as ADHD?" And I was like, "Well, I'm considering it." <laughs> Wait, so this conversation you were originally referencing, when did that happen? When you like first wanted to get diagnosed with it, or was that recent? Um, no, that, that was uh, like the therapist that never kept appointments. So that was probably like a year or so ago. Okay. So you've been in the, kind of in the same boat for a year. That's encouraging. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the, I, I just feel like I need to talk about this now. I know. Well, it came up organically. So. I know. And I, I feel like we need to go a little easier on ourselves when it comes to the structure of this podcast. Oh, yeah. The ones that I like listening to are where the co-hosts just kind of shoot the shit and don't have yeah. as much of a structure. And I feel like that's really comforting sometimes. Sometimes I just want to hear people talking about nothing important. Yeah, there's there's one I listen to where um, they like to just like have a quick little conversation before they introduce their guest. And sometimes their conversation goes on for like 20 minutes and it actually like just becomes like, a, a comedy piece, you know, the guest is finally like, oh, do I get to talk now? Oh, we've <laughs> like, never yeah, done sorry that. About that. <laughs> <laughs> we never go on tangents or anything. It's not like we have no. undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> exactly. What? This, this whole intro is a prime example. But it's exactly. just been on my mind lately because I can't fucking focus. Mm-hmm. I can't enjoy free time. And this has been happening for over a year. That's one of the big reasons I brought you on the podcast is because I just... It's really hard to have a whole ass podcast when you can't focus on anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just been really bad the last few weeks. Like I can't s- sit down and enjoy my free time without worrying about everything that I could be doing or should be doing. And yeah. I can't focus on one single train of thought for very long before another one takes its place. And it's, it makes me feel crazy. Yeah. For me in particular, I think it's been frustrating because I've had a lot of just kind of, um, you know, like boring by rote sort of jobs. So everybody's bored in those. So I didn't notice. But now that I have one where it actually like challenges my mind and I have responsibilities, but I still can't focus on anything. And, you know, I'm starting something that should actually like take some brain power that I'm interested in. And then I'm like, ooh, shiny thing. So oh, yeah. I just feel like how much more work could I get done if I could concentrate? Yeah, it's so it's so ironic because we're smart people, but this this disorder mm-hmm. makes it, it makes it so hard to prove that we're smart people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even calling like yeah. I haven't been diagnosed, and so I feel like a fraud calling it a disorder, like ca- saying that I have it. Before we get into the meat of the episode, where we talk about boundaries and we play some lovely listener voicemails and comments, mm-hmm. I want to dish with you about some drama that happened (laughs) um okay so someone reported our instagram oh yeah yeah so this has happened to me before on personal accounts where i will post something well personal usually relating to mental health i'm 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 vulnerable i have a vulnerable moment and then Instagram and Facebook has these options where you can like express concern. Uh, I know. It's reporting. It's reporting. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, 
And I've heard it's, a lot of people that have had that done. So yeah, I get the personal thing. It so happens. They don't tell you who it is, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they don't really tell you why they're concerned. They just say like someone has expressed concern yeah, with something you posted. Is concerned. Uh, here are some yeah, resources. Yeah, they don't even say necessarily what. <laughs> yes, and then yeah. they give you some resources that you then have to look at before you can proceed to use that platform Ugh. again. It's bullshit. And I've it never makes had me... it done. I didn't know the whole... Yeah. <laughs> if I need help, I will ask for help. Or maybe not. Maybe... Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if you want to help me... <laughs> If you want to help me, don't do it this way because it's insulting and it's impersonal and it makes you come across like a coward. Just tell me to my face that you're concerned with me. Don't make it harder to do this than it already is. Right. No one has ever done that to me. They just called the cops and had me hauled off to the psych ward. I knew exactly what was going on. You knew who it was. See, you did it to my face. Thank you. Yeah, you'd much prefer that, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. But I do sometimes get, which uh, these just actually crack me up, where you try to like search something and it just comes up like, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) I've searched so many things that are questionable for this podcast Uh and just in my personal life. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I feel pissed about that. And I want to know like what we posted that was so concerning. I mean, have they, do they not know us? Yeah, Do they that's, think I that, like, to... all of a sudden we're just going to be like, oh, my God, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this stuff. Maybe we need help. I Lauren, know, I, I think we really need curious. help. <laughs> I know we need help. <laughs> yeah, Can I was really curious help? about who did it, too, because this is kind of, you know, like, most of our audience, I would think, are people that listen. So you think they understand because they hear us talk about these things and flesh them out over an hour? <laughs> Listen, Every at the week. end of the day, I don't want to start a witch hunt or anything like that. No, no, I don't no, want to no. bring no, shame no. to this person. I want to bring like a little bit of No, I'm just awareness. shocked. I'm yeah. shocked too. <laughs> but like honestly, we shouldn't be shocked because we talk about some very um sensitive things on this show. Oh, for sure. And as the show grows, we're going to have people who are a little bit concerned. Mhm. But this isn't the way to handle it. And so Yeah. I guess what I want to put out there is that if you do find yourself in a situation where you're tempted to hit that button, that concern button, maybe message the person first or literally anything else. Or if if you still want to be anonymous, maybe just like leave us a voicemail and disguise your voice. Be like, I'm very concerned about you. <laughs> I don't know if I want that either. That would be some that would be some great content though. Yeah, that would actually scare me. Like, Are you also looking in my windows? Speaking of great content, I started editing our video today. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, I know it's taken me forever, but what do you want from me? I've I've got a lot no. going on. Um but exactly. it's it's great. It's just as great as I was expecting, and I can't wait for y'all to see it. I just need to clean nice. it up a little bit. And I got some kind of good news. Um, We'll we'll see how it works out. Um, My claim went through on my insurance, and they're going to send me a check for (gasps) $4,000. That's amazing. Which my estimate was still $5,400. Yeah, it still sucks. Yeah, but the guy was, I mean, 
this guy was amazing that I went to. Like, he did not make me feel stupid for what I did, did not make me feel like you don't know what you're talking about because you're a girl. He was really friendly and wanted to help me. So, you know, like, I emailed him back about that and just, I, I asked if there was some things like, I don't really care about the wheel well damage. It's hardly anything. I barely see it. So I was just kind of like, oh, could we maybe, you know, like take that off and see if it gets it down? And he was like, you know what? Send me the estimate from your insurance and we'll work with it and try, nice. and, try and get it closer. So, yeah, so I might, I might be okay. What a superhero. <laughs> I know. Among men. <laughs> yes. We need more people like that in the world. Just genuinely helpful people. Mm-hmm. So I haven't heard back from him, but I'm hoping that it, it turns out okay. <laughs> I hope it turns out okay, too. Uh, if you're a new listener and you don't know... We're talking about the incident that happened after we recorded in person when Lauren was mm-hmm. driving me home to my hotel. She got in a little, a little wreck. Yeah, re- really punctuated our fantastic time when I <laughs> scraped my car against the gate of my parking lot. But that's just <laughs> life, honestly. Every yeah. time something fun happens, I feel like oh, something <laughs> bad needs to happen now. Because otherwise, and- I don't know. Like, I, I think we've said, that was still 2022, so, you know, uh, I got to just end it and be like, fuck 2022, let's start a new year. We'll start it off good. There's nothing <laughs> like an absolutely terrible incident to make you start to the just new year To just be like, rush. goodbye last year. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye 2022. 2023 has been all right so far. Mm-hmm. I've been really um, slowing down and focusing on myself more, mm-hmm. drawing some boundaries, Nice segue. <laughs> Thank you. I've been working on my segues. Um, do you want to read the pickle poll that we posted and then we can get into some answers? Sure. Uh... I didn't put that in Trello, though, so you're going to have to look it oh. up on Instagram. I'm sorry. Okay. We're well, a little more to prepared get... today, but there's only so <laughs> much prepared preparedness. Right, right, right. You're going to have to give me a second. I lost one of my vapes yesterday, too. Oh, no. I hope I don't it wasn't know the one happened. I got you. No, it wasn't. I have a, a vape jar on my desk. <laughs> it's a little... It's a pink jar I got from the Dollar Tree, and I keep all of my loose vapes in it. Nice. Related but not, I decided yesterday to start a chocolate chip jar. <laughs> Why? I love I it, first I just, of all, but... I I just had the idea. I bought um, chocolate chips, white chocolate chips, and peanut butter chips, and I just have them all mixed together in a jar. <gasps> that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty, and it's delicious. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the peanut butter spoon. Because, yeah, I can just, like, grab a little handful if you need it. Yep. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Back to our, our poll. <laughs> yeah. So what was the question that we asked people this week? So our question this week is, what do boundaries look like, and how do you know when it's time to draw one? Yes, and we kind of decided to ask this question based on our last episode where we were talking about family secrets, mm-hmm. and we kind of touched on boundaries in that episode, but I really wanted to devote a whole episode Absolutely. to Absolutely, I agree. Because <laughs> boundaries are hard. Do you want to talk about, well, should we answer first before we... Yeah, let's we... talk about our, yeah, our experience first. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, what do boundaries look like for you? So the these first days? thing, I, yeah, the first thing I was actually thinking of was not my own, but ones that people have drawn against me. Because in particular, I've had friends and one especially who I met through like 
uh, eating disorder treatment and then when they were doing better and I was not, then they had to be, you know, like, I have to step away from you and it's, it's not because, you know, like, I don't care about you or anything, but they were probably happy, you know, that, like they weren't like stuck in it right now and realized how, how easily they could if they surround themselves with people. That, that is are struggling. a great example, and I think it's the perfect example for our podcast because mm-hmm. we are a mental health podcast, and most people who listen ha- have dealt with some sort of fucked up mental health shit <laughs> in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, we've been in treatment. We've been on both sides of that, where we're recovering, where we're not. And mm-hmm. it is really hard to know when to draw those boundaries in that situation yeah. I'm curious when they drew that boundary with you did they do it explicitly like did they come up to you and tell you that yes. or okay yes. how did how did that play out basically uh the friend that I'm thinking of was kind of um like not responding to me very much and I wouldn't say ignoring me but you know like we used to hang out a lot and then they wouldn't necessarily answer me or initiate or anything like that and I think they realized that I was kind of suspecting like hey why are we uh not like communicating very much so that's why they said specifically so I didn't just kind of like flounder and wonder like Hey, mm-hmm. this is what's going on. Yeah. Usually when that happens with me, I just assume that it's my fault and I don't mm-hmm. reach out because I don't want to trigger them further. Yeah. And and I yeah, I was going to say I totally understand a boundary like that. It's it's really hard and I really respect somebody that can because I feel like I feel like I'm not good at drawing those kind of boundaries because I immediately go to like it's my friend. I want to help them. I want to be there to listen. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. And that's one thing I've been doing this year is just like leaving my phone in the other room mm-hmm. or oh my just gosh, I started doing that. T- taking a few hours to respond to someone with, yes. with thoughtfulness and intention mm-hmm. rather than just shoot them back a response right away because whatever reason. Yeah. I know this comes up a lot. We make fun of it sometimes, but as somebody that is older, I sometimes think of that in terms of like, I remember when we didn't all have cell phones and we definitely didn't have all ones that we were texting on constantly. And, you know, like maybe if you called and somebody wasn't home, you knew, well, when they get home and they listen to their voice or yeah, their voicemail or whatever, then they're going to respond to me. It's not going to be instantaneous. It doesn't mean they hate me because they didn't respond in two minutes. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, really common for people to think that if someone doesn't respond to you right away, they don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've thought that mm-hmm. before. I've mm-hmm. also... Me too. Yeah, been the person who hasn't responded and then assumed that they're offended because of it. Yeah, sometimes it takes me so long that then I start to second guess, like, oh no, do they think that... I don't know if I, what I can say now because they already think I'm mad at them. <laughs> so with that situation I think it's easy to know when to draw the boundary when you start feeling those anxious feelings or when you start noticing that you're on your phone all the time at -hmm. least for me like there's a boundary that I've know that I've crossed it's very clear usually it's a a feeling in my gut like I start feeling kind of sick just scrolling through my phone and feeling more and more depressed and more and more anxious and that's usually when I know that I need to stop do I always stop there not always yeah. <laughs> but yes. When I start to feel the anxiety of like, oh no, I'm not responding fast enough. That's when, yeah, I start to be like, actually, you don't necessarily have to. And same as you. It's kind of like I put my phone away. 
somewhere where I can't get to it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, I'll get to you when I get to you, and that's fine. Yeah. I, I think for me, I mean, that is what boundaries look like, is just taking space for myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I know when it's time to cross them, when I feel that gut feeling. I, I've mentioned this um, on other podcasts, maybe not our podcast, but I've mentioned that throughout my whole life, I've always had gut feelings. And most of my mm-hmm. life, I've ignored those gut feelings. <laughs> and I don't know, it's not something you can really define. But that is yeah. usually when it's time to draw a boundary for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, listener comments. What do y'all think about boundaries? Well, we're about to find out. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this. Uh, um, which one do you want to read first? Well, or should I we do the voicemail start... first? That's what I was going to say. Should we do the text or voicemail? Let's, Let's do, do the voicemail. voicemail. All we got right. one from Orion. Frequent favorite voicemail lever. <laughs> Contributor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have it ready when you. Me too. All right. Okay. So they're installing a window in the apartment next to me, so I hope you can hear my deep morning voice through that noise. Um, But here goes. Boundaries are the most underrated tool we have as people in this society, and underrated in the way that we're kind of taught that there's something we need to set intentionally, and I think that we should intentionally set boundaries, but boundaries are a very natural part of society too. They are not an excuse to avoid discomfort or exploration. They're guidelines that allow us to go into challenging situations uh, safely and without damage and to return, to to keep growing in, in situations, if that makes sense. Yeah, boundaries are like safety data sheets or like personal protective equipment in dangerous situations. Like these are things that, procedures that we have Um, responses that we have to situations where we are being compromised and we need to keep ourselves safe and healthy so yeah just you put on a helmet you put on a boundary your no is a complete sentence that's an important boundary for me if i say no to something i don't have to explain for any reason if i want to leave a situation i'm going to leave if i don't want to talk to somebody I will not talk to them or be nice to them if I don't want to. I do not accept unsolicited advice from people who don't know more than me about my life. I will eat what I want when I want. I will drink what I want and when I want to according to my understanding of my own needs. Um, I will hold my personal space. If you get in my personal space, I'll move away from you. I don't give a shit about your feelings. Uh, Likewise, physical affection. like. Hugging, holding my hand, no, unless I say you can, unless I initiate that, don't do that. I don't spend time with people who only ever talk about one thing that I'm not interested in. Um, I don't visit my grandparents. I will avoid family gatherings that overwhelm me. Um, I will take time alone to take care of my own needs. And even at the expense of like community or social events that I could go to, I will not agree with people and compromise my values in conversations regarding the rights of any human or animals that may be called into question. I will not 
just go along with ideas that I do not agree with and I will not argue them. I will simply leave the conversation. That's a big boundary for me is realizing that I don't have to, I can just hit the bricks. If it sucks, hit the bricks. That's that meme phrase that I, I like to use as a mantra. Yeah, I can just, I just go home <laughs> if I don't want to be somewhere. Maybe not at work, but I have work boundaries too. I do not take criticism of my work after work hours. If I'm clocked out, I'm gone, babes. Uh, boundaries can get tricky in certain spaces. And I think that when people think they have to state a boundary or tell people like, you can't do that to me. Um, but that's really not how that works in real life. It's more like, well, if that person acts like this to me, then I will respond like this. Because it's the realization you can't control what other people do, but you can control your response to that. And a lot of things can get in the way of forming a, a really helpful response to that, to um, situations like situations that bring me a lot of anxiety. My response might be to just freak out and leave the situation. Um, so having like a predetermined boundary, like, okay, if this happens, I'm just going to like gracefully exit this situation. Um, is helpful to me to sort of prepare myself for the real world. And that having a game plan going into like situations of fear and uncertainty like that, knowing that you have boundaries and that you have, you can protect yourself in those circumstances helps me get, actually get back out into the world and explore new things and go back into situations that previously I have been hurt in with more confidence. It is what allows me to go out and function in the world. I have, over the years, put so much work into drawing strong boundaries. I remember in like a, a group therapy session one time where we had sort of this exercise where we did a bill of rights. And I remember not understanding a goddamn word. I had no idea what we were talking about. But now when I see it from this perspective, it makes a lot of sense. This is our personal bill of, of rights. I have the right to draw my own boundaries and to, to determine my own needs, to consider what I will and won't do, and realize that I don't have to constantly please other people in order to function in the world. I used to think, I used to act like, you know, being likable and being submissive and doing everything everyone asked of me and just matching everyone's energy was the way to function in the world because I didn't really know how to be a person. And so coming into my own personhood, like boundaries naturally come up. Like, yeah, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh yeah, I do want to do this. And I don't care what other people are going to say about it because I know whose opinion matters to me. And I know at the top of that pyramid, it's really just me because that's who I am with at the end of the day. And uh, sometimes we draw boundaries with ourselves too. Like I know what I require to be happy and I know how to take care of myself. And I know I'm not always going to meet those needs, but I'm always gonna try. And I'm always going to try to live according to my values. And that will include taking care of other people and being kind. And I have to trust in myself that if I put that into my intentions, then that's going to happen. And it, having boundaries with people doesn't mean that I don't care about them. I can take time for myself and that will allow me to have the energy to take care of others because that is my value. So trusting myself 
is really important foundation for trusting other people. And boundaries create trust. And I think that that's something that we all should put more effort into. Or maybe less effort and just, you know, allow it to happen naturally. I think naturally just checking in with yourself throughout the day, like, how do I actually feel about this? (laughs) I'm stuck in a conversation with somebody and they're just talking about this one thing that I lost interest about like 10 minutes ago and I don't think even they're interested in it. Like, I'm just going to stop nodding along. I'm going to stop talking about it. I'm going to say, okay, cool, change the subject or leave, etc. Like, we can do that. That's fine. (laughs) Just like stop being afraid of being rude and don't be afraid of being unliked because there's nothing more likable than a person who is comfortable with themselves and pleasing other people is like a sign of being uncomfortable with myself so yeah i feel safest when i'm here to take care of myself and i put myself in the company of people who value my feelings of comfortability and safety and having boundaries kind of puts you naturally in that world so yeah draw some boundaries people right write them down Say, like, if my mom calls, I'll talk to her for two minutes, and then I'm going to hang up the phone. Or even, yeah, do the simplest, the simplest things. I'm going to take my time at the self-checkout today. And if, if someone tries to give me shit about my work performance, I will, will not think about it after work hours. I don't know, whatever that looks like to you. I just talk about it with your friends, even. Talk about it more. Thanks for talking about it on this podcast. I'm sure it's going to be a really, really interesting conversation. Can't wait to hear it. All right, bye. I have a whole page of notes and I could hear you scribbling away also. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was just like, <laughs> can, can we just talk about that voicemail for the rest of this episode and then do part two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Orion. As usual, you've given us plenty to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it sounds like you really have a handle on your boundaries. And I know that you're probably laughing and shaking your head. Like, it's one thing to, to say what your boundaries are, and it's another thing to do it. I know that practicing boundaries is going to be a lifelong thing for me. But goddamn, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> I know. Some great like, advice. Like, some of it I related to, and I was just like, yeah, great. I'm doing the same thing. And sometimes I was like, wow, I need to be more like you. <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck do you want to get started? Um, how about those Gregorian chants going? No, <laughs> I love that. We cannot judge anybody for background noise. Let's no. be clear. No, but I did enjoy it. They just said like they're doing construction. I did not expect it to start out like I think there's a witch in your house. <laughs> the Gregorian chants. I'm dead. <laughs> but um, something that that stuck out to me right away was when he specifically said that one of his strongest boundaries is just saying no. Oh my God. Something something I want to adopt that I heard this year, it it came from a uh, pro-choice group and they were giving advice saying, you know, like obviously this has been huge and there's been tons of changes and people have very strong feelings about this, you know, like this year. So they were saying like over the holidays, you're probably gonna see family that have very different ideas from you. And they're going to want to argue them. They're going to want to get emotional about it and everything like that. And they gave some tips for dealing with that. 
And what I remember is the very first one is they said, you know, like if someone's trying to like pull you into like some some big discussion to try and change your mind and things that you just don't want to say, then all you have to do is say, I disagree. Yes. And nothing else. Lauren, I literally wrote down that example because you're the one who told me about that when I was I at your apartment. You. Yeah, yeah. I was literally talking about my family reunion and how I was not looking forward to getting roped into conversations that I didn't want to be in. Mm -hmm. And you told me that very same story. And I literally have shared that with so many people. And so I'm so happy that you're now sharing it on the podcast. Just, yeah, it gives you so much power to just say, I disagree and walk away and not and engage. And that's all you have to say. Yeah. Like people, cause my parents always, I feel like want to like rope me into political conversations and they, they want, what I feel like is they want to change my mind. They think they're going to say something that does and they're not. I mean, <laughs> why I... do you think you're going to change someone's mind? That is so just like selfish and well i yeah. feel like i have tried to change my family's minds but on mm -hmm. the flip side of that i feel like i have gone through all this shit to be enlightened and now that i'm enlightened in air quotes i need to share <laughs> I, I need to get more people enlightened and it wasn't until like honestly this past year that i realized i'm doing the same shit that they do I mm -hmm. am trying I had to, to change come to them. that too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like we said, you're older than me. You, you were wiser. <laughs> I'm still learning these things. Not really. <laughs> uh, but it's so true. And I, I also want to touch on what Orion said about drawing boundaries and how it doesn't mean that you don't care. Like you can draw boundaries yes. with people you love. And I mean, going along with the family example, we love our families, you know, for the most part. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> No, I love my family very much, but I have to draw a lot of boundaries with them for my own personal health, like mental health, obviously. Um, I mean, with some family members, I talked about it in a solo episode last year, uh, my brother coming to visit, and he has a yeah. lot of mental health issues. He has been like physically abusive in the past, mostly with other family members, not with me. But mm -hmm. like we all have to draw boundaries with him because he's kind of a toxic person we love him very much and we recognize that he has mental illness he has addiction issues like he's an addict uh, yeah. and that has turned him into someone that we really need to draw boundaries with draw boundaries yeah. for I don't know and I I wrote something um about that part too and it's you know it's a less like personal you know like protecting yourself sort of thing but I have noticed I feel like my when I have conversations with my family, I'm starting to feel like they kind of shove it down my throat that, you know, like they always want to like end the, the conversation that's like, I love you, love you. And I just, I don't know. It just kind of is not something that I readily say. And I feel kind of like awkward, but I feel like I have to because they said that. And I finally realized, you know what? I don't have to answer that if it makes me feel just kind of like it's that unsettling. Gut feeling. Yeah, and it's like, it doesn't mean I don't love them. It just means that I don't need to say it every time if it just makes me feel like, oh, <laughs> I <Well>, shuddered. <laughs> that's another thing that I wrote down is like boundaries with your, like the example he used was like physical affection, like hugging and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, words are definitely apply to that too. Like yeah. say, things like I love you. Like not everyone is ready to say that or feels like saying that in the moment. That's it's not something yeah. you necessarily say lightly. Mm -hmm. Are you a hug person? Like, I, I don't think you are. I, that's not the vibe I got from you. 
I was not at all for a really long time and now kind of sporadically. <laughs> but I'm sure you have people in your life that try to like give you hugs and stuff and you have to draw a boundary yes. there. And that was something else that I wrote down because I remembered being so impressed. It was maybe like five years ago or so. And because I heard it was actually um, something that was kind of like just an overall message put out by the Girl Scouts. And I remember I totally surprised somebody with this because they, they were someone that had always viewed, viewed Girl Scouts pretty much like how people view organized religions. They really didn't have much respect for that, that group. But they specifically were saying something, and again, it was around holiday time, like telling girls and children, saying, you do not have to be physical with family members because they want you to. Like, if you yeah. feel uncomfortable with them touching you how they are, then don't do it. Don't feel like you have to give, you know, like every aunt and uncle and second cousin a hug. You don't. Yeah. And I don't mind hugs and stuff like that. I'm a hugger. I, I really don't mind with family. But mm -hmm. when it comes to strangers, that's another issue. Like I have yeah. let strangers do the most uncomfortable, unsettling things to me against my will. And, and, and not even like big things, just yeah. like touching me on the back or giving me a hug or like whatever. And so in recent years, I've just started saying like, no, thank you. Or I, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Most of the time I just yeah. like run away. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I usually just kind of like back up and be like, Whoops, but that's, that's a boundary. Not happen. Yeah, that's a boundary. But yeah, that's like I, I was I was thinking of that, you know, when that was said, I'm not going to throw a fuss if like my parents want to hug me and like, that's fine. But I understood what they said about like big family functions, you know, yeah, it's like your uncle that you see once a year. Like, that's not the same thing as your mom hugging you. That's kind of like, mm, I don't like this. So I, think, I understood that saying like, no, maybe that's not okay. <laughs> and that's fine. I also liked how he mentioned that boundaries aren't always verbal and blatant. Mm -hmm. Like, that's yeah. just not how it works in real life. Boundaries can be body language. Yes. Or just the way you treat yourself when you're not around other people, realizing what you are and are not okay with. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you have to understand yourself. Like before you can set boundaries, you have to know what those boundaries are. And yeah. it sounds like Orion has been doing a lot of self-discovery and trial and error to figure that out. And that's what all of us need to do yeah. ultimately. Like I said, I, I, it sounds like he's better at it than I am. <laughs> I yeah. Like, can you give me some more advice? <laughs> the thing that's hard for me is drawing boundaries when it comes to my energy, like the energy that I put out oh, and the time mm -hmm. that I devote to things. It, I want to do all the things and I want to see all the people, but I also want to take care of myself and have quiet time and I just can't have it all at once. And so it's so hard to know what to prioritize at any given moment. Yeah. I really felt that one um, talking about the work side of it. Oh and my we've God. talked about we've, we've talked, talked about, about this it, before, yeah. but yeah, feeling like why haven't why can't I do everything at work? <laughs> or just bringing like work home with you. Mm -hmm. Bringing work yes. home with you—that's really hard not to do if you take yeah, everything personally. Like me. that, I know is one that I'm specifically trying to get myself to do. Like if something happens and I feel guilty about it at work, like leaving and being like, okay, now don't don't keep like replaying this in your head. It's done. Yeah, you're home. You're not You're at home. Work. Yeah. Yep. 
And this is like the last thing I'll say before we move on. I just have so many notes for this voicemail. I know. Um, and I've got one more I want to say after this yeah, too. <laughs> just when he was talking about taking care of his needs at the expense of missing out on something. Mm-hmm. I just, that was the thing that really inspired me because it's something I struggle with. Like I was just saying like FOMO, <laughs> fear of mm-hmm. missing out. Yeah. <laughs> that is... I'm not the that old. I don't know. Well, you, I don't know who's listening. Not everyone might understand. Okay. <laughs> Just assume. I always assume that the listeners don't know any pop culture references because I don't. That's fair. Um, what was I talking about? Fuck. Oh, yeah. It's just like hard to draw a boundary when it's something that's not bad. Like mm-hmm. drawing a boundary because you know you don't have the energy to do something. Not because it's bad for you, but because you know it's right. that you don't need it cuz ultimately it will be bad for you because you're burning yourself out but yeah yeah <laughs> what were you going to say um, what was your final note that i really liked how he said when he started drawing more boundaries and recognizing what they should be that it actually gave him confidence and safety yeah oh my god i yeah. loved the idea of like boundaries give you more confidence to be out in the world i was like that's amazing <laughs> yeah and as someone who struggles with anxiety, I definitely want to start incorporating boundaries in a different way because I do need more confidence in my life. And I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to articulate this. I, I lost it. It's fine. It, it'll, if okay. I think of it later, I'll think of it later. Let's go to the next comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Vicky. Let's talk about Vicky. Yes. yes. Vicky commented on our Instagram Do you Mm -hmm. want to read that one? Sure. Um, I feel like so many of us with low self-esteem have trouble setting boundaries, even the most obviously healthy and necessary ones, because of feeling like we don't have the right to advocate for ourselves, feeling like we're not worthy, worrying we'll push away loved ones, when frankly we feel unlovable if we push them away. Who knows if anyone else will ever love us, so better to just suffer in silence. Can relate, (laughs) for sure. Uh I mean, I've never had a lot of friends. I grew Same. up homeschooled. I'm kind of, I'm a, an introvert for sure. And mm-hmm. then moving around all the time, my friends are scattered everywhere. So like, for instance, in Virginia, I've lived here for a year and a half. I still don't really have any friends. I mean, you know, I, I have yeah. a few, but the point is because I've never had a lot of friends when I do, I feel like I can't draw boundaries with them because then yes. I'll push them away and Mm-hmm. Who knows if I'll replace them, you know, yep. with people who respect my boundaries. I don't know always if, if my boundaries are even reasonable. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's happened to me a few times. So it's, it's almost more scary because I feel like I had this group of people in Chicago and I don't know, we started to just kind of like not relate. And really, they were drawing, I think, the boundaries with me. And so I sort of ended up with nobody there. And more recently, I think we've talked about this a few times. I've had some friends here in St. Louis. And same as you, I haven't been here very long. I don't have very many friends here. But things were just not sitting well with me. And I had to do things, you know, like, leave a text message group because it just kind of was making me feel terrible that I felt like I was always getting ignored and not listened to. So I was like, instead of feeling awful in this group text message, I should leave it. Yeah. It it is hard to come to that decision though. Cause again, with the FOMO, you're worried like, what if 
once I leave, they all become even closer. And mm-hmm. but also, what if they do? Like, maybe you're not supposed to be, you know, close to those people anyway. Since then, you know, two of them I hear almost nothing from, and it's kind of like, well, you knew you risked that. That's kind of why you're drawing the boundary. And the other one I keep up with pretty well. So, sorry I had to sort of lose two friends out of that, but, yeah. (laughs) But also, we can't be friends with everybody. Yeah, that's true. I mean, especially if we struggle with mental health like we do, I think it makes it even harder to find those people who are accepting of us, but are not enabling us and who we can Mm -hmm. relate to, but who also, you know, don't drag us down deeper into our our own despair. I think sometimes in the mental health world, um, like with some of the relationships we've made through this podcast, even like it's so easy to just get so invested in everyone's lives and get so entombed in this, despair and trauma all the time and before you know it you you haven't you know taken a breath of fresh air in a while metaphorically speaking like and that's definitely when it's time to draw a boundary I think and it goes back Mm -hmm. to what we were talking about at the very beginning of like wanting to be there for someone but also realizing that there's only so much I can do and also I need to take care of myself first and foremost (laughs) You said, like, in this podcast, which I haven't run into that very much, but I am thinking of, like, the little internet group where Christina and I met and the one that I was in before that, you know, like, sometimes I've had to take a break. Uh, You're taking a break. I haven't been back on (laughs) Peach for a while, Mm -hmm. and I just don't need another thing in my life to bring me anxiety at this point. Like, it sounds kind of insensitive, but I just don't have the, the mental bandwidth to be invested in all these people right now and feeling like I can't help them when I'm going through my own shit. And so, yeah, I had to draw a boundary there. Yeah. Ooh, I just thought of something and I will try and take a picture and and so we can share it because actually there is one, there's a piece of art that I drew once and it was specifically because I felt like everybody wanted a piece of me and I couldn't give it. Oh my God. (laughs) What? I I got to make a note about that. (laughs) Yeah. We'll post it to the Instagram. Yeah. I'm thinking of this rapper, Lil Peep, <laughs> right now. <laughs> I've mentioned him on the podcast before. He uh, was a SoundCloud rapper. He okay. sang about a lot of like mental health stuff and just feeling anxious and insecure and not being able to please everybody. And mm-hmm. he ended up overdosing in 2017, I think, oh. at the age of 21. Uh-huh. It's really sad. Yeah. But um, one of the last Instagram posts he made was kind of just saying, I, I feel like I need to be everybody's everything. Like the, they made Ooh. a documentary about him and it's called Everybody's oh, Everything. Wow. Uh-huh. And just feeling like, like he, I think, was someone who was unable to draw those boundaries. Like yeah. he, even after he got famous, he always tried to bring along like his homeboys and like get, help yeah. them out. And he was even paying rent for some of them. At, and like oh just gosh. going above yeah. and beyond to help them yeah. out, but not taking care of himself in the meantime. And it, it like he died yeah, where it's like, you, I'm sure people saw that as like, oh, you know, like you're a really selfless person and you're doing all these good things. But yeah, that's that's why you, you can't necessarily be that like paragon of selflessness because sometimes yeah. it just takes too much of a toll on you. And if you're someone who struggles with substance abuse, I think boundaries are extra hard, at least for mm-hmm. me. Like, it's really hard for me to have boundaries in my own life when it comes to substances. Like, yeah. 
we, we, we have one more comment to go over, but drawing boundaries with yourself and then constantly breaking them is really, it, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I that's something that. I have a lot of experience with. Um, <laughs> but we've gone on a, on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read the next comment. It's from my sister-in-law, Alyssa. Different mm-hmm. Alyssa from the Alyssa Bird on Alyssa. Yeah, Bird <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> that's I'm going to start calling her. Yeah. So she sent me an Instagram post. It is originally posted by at I am Lindsay Lockett. I don't know who that is. But it says, people will say you're an angry, hysterical, hormonal bitch for setting boundaries. Set them anyway. (laughs) Uh, And then Alyssa says, hope I'm not too late in sending this to you. I just saw it and I know you're discussing boundaries today on your Mm -hmm. podcast. And I definitely think this fits. Unfortunately, people give others flack for setting boundaries and prioritizing one's own mental health because they expect that person to bend over backwards to accommodate or help them. What do you think about that? I feel like that sounds a lot like the like the story you just told about the, the SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. Actually. And I think especially as women, I think we're mm-hmm. expected to accommodate everyone and to it's bend true. over backwards for people and to put others' needs first. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I just said, but in, di- in a different way. Um, <laughs> it's hard. And I think I have been more accepted in my various jobs when I am quiet and kind of do what I'm told yeah. and go above oh and my beyond. Gosh, yes. And then once I start speaking up and bringing up like problems with the processes or like hesitations that I have, like trying to draw boundaries, that's when I get flack for it. Mm-hmm. I think we can all relate <laughs> to that. It's just easier not to have the boundaries. At least on the surface, it's easier. But then the damage you're doing is to yourself in the long run. Yeah. I never thought of it that way at work. But but when I got hired at this place, then part of it was kind of to take over from someone who had been there like for years and years and years. And she was probably going to retire soon. So she needed someone to kind of pass the baton to. And... Because she had been there for so long, I think she was really like set in her ways and she was really insistent that everybody do things her way and everything. And I remember her saying when she was getting ready to retire that she was like, everyone's going to probably like working with you better. <laughs> and that's why I think because because when I started, you know, like I didn't want to like ruffle the or ruffle the waters, ruffle the feathers. <laughs> to start. I'm going to start saying that now. What if I make Ruff- that the title for the waters? Episode? I love it. <laughs> um, what were but, you saying? But yeah, so, you know, I was saying like, you know, I probably started out, yeah, just kind of being like, oh, you know, like just I'm going to just go along with things because I want people to like me in my new job. And that's probably what she was seeing and thinking like, oh, yeah, so everyone's going to like working you, with you better because you're not going to tell them what to do. <laughs> but actually, I must have found an okay way because I think people still like working with me, even though I'm starting to realize, like, sometimes processes have to change. (laughs) It's what Orion was saying. People really Mm -hmm. like being around people who have boundaries and are confident in those boundaries. Because it's like dating. When someone has boundaries, at least, like, if it's the right person. I gave the first example. I'm sorry. I I gave the first, the perfect example without even realizing. You did. (laughs) I mean, with dating, I feel like if you, you know, if you play like hard to get or whatever, in other words, just have mm-hmm. simple boundaries. <laughs> I hate the yeah. phrase hard to get. <laughs> yeah. um, like people are attracted to you 
more in some cases because they know mm-hmm. that you're maybe you're worth pursuing if you respect yourself that much that you have boundaries. At least if it's the right person, they'll feel that way. That's a very good point. I like that. I don't know. I think sometimes you can also draw boundaries for the wrong reason because you're afraid or not people using boundaries as an excuse to avoid things. Has that happened to you? Yes. (laughs) Because I told the story about my one friend drawing boundaries, which, you know, was understandable. But I've had another friend do that, and I've seen her do this with other people. So I kind of knew what was happening when I kind of didn't know what was happening. Because when she doesn't agree with people anymore, she just like flat out drops them and does not contact them or speak to them again. She thinks that's the way to do it. Okay, but how is that different than what Orion was talking about? I'm just playing the devil's advocate. No, be, because, I mean, I'm feeling based on, like, how our relationship was going and how I've seen her do this with other relationships is because she does not like it when people stop agreeing with her all the time and just kind of building her up and telling her she's great. Gotcha. And that's when she does that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, I mean, you've had boundaries drawn against you and, it, mm-hmm. you know, you respected it because you realized, yes, that boundary needs to exist because maybe that person is being held back in their own recovery or their own journey or whatever the fuck because of me. Like, you need to yeah. swallow those pills sometimes, you know? You yeah. need to realize sometimes, like, maybe this boundary is here for a reason. But maybe, like, it, on the flip side of that, if you're the person drawing the boundaries because p- people don't agree with you... Maybe you need to inspect that. Yeah, that's why I was like, what one person, you know, kind of kept their distance because it was healthy for them, and I respect that boundary. But it seems like the other one just kind of drew a boundary to inflate their own ego. I was like, that's maybe not exactly the way to go about it. I think when you focus on other people's boundaries so much, you can get kind of caught in your head and mm-hmm. miss the point entirely, which is what boundaries should I be drawing with this person? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like if you have a person in your life that has those boundaries because they don't agree with you and they just won't hear anything different, you need to draw a boundary with them maybe because that doesn't sound like something yeah. happy to have in your life. I did think sometimes about that friend, you know, like, when they just like flat out stopped talking to me and dropped out of my life and I had to like go about it and figure out why. But once I did, then that's kind of what I think I realized is I was just like, this person had no use for me if I wasn't just like telling her she was right all the time. So probably I should have drawn a boundary first, but oh well, either way. (laughs) So I think to wrap up this conversation, we need to talk about what happens when boundaries are broken like what uh-huh. happens for instance if i say i am not gonna smoke weed in the morning anymore and then maybe i have a rough day i mm-hmm. you know i i'm not doing anything for a few hours i smoke weed in the morning and then i i feel bad because i set that boundary with myself and i broke it you know what do i do in that situation do i draw an even harder boundary like, okay, I'm never smoking weed Monday through Friday now because I obviously can't handle this boundary. Or do I be gentle on myself and say, you know, you had a hard time. This boundary still exists, but maybe like forgive yourself. So next time you will be more likely to follow that boundary, like positive reinforcement and all that. What do you, what do you think about that? 
closer to the second because when you said that the first thing i thought of is okay so if you set this for yourself and then yeah then you do it anyways the first thing that i would do is sit down and be like okay so why did i break that boundary that i set yeah it has to lead to self-discovery. Like, if none of this leads to growth, what's the point? Like, mm -hmm. it's okay to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to break boundaries, and you're going to draw boundaries that you might regret. But, like, at least try to l learn from it. Like, talk about yeah. it with your friends. Ta write it down, like Orion was saying. Like, write it in your journal, whatever. Why? Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, if, if you go through that, then, you know, you realize maybe, like, well, I just was having a particularly hard day and I have to give myself grace for that and then continue how I was. Or maybe you realize, I think I drew too harsh of a boundary. Maybe I need to alter that a bit. Yeah. I know I've heard terms like soft boundaries and hard boundaries before. Okay. That makes um, sense. And, you know, I'm not going to look up the definitions or anything, but I but think... You get the idea from... <laughs> yeah. It, it's a good reminder that boundaries don't all look the same and mm -hmm. boundaries might change. Like it, it's okay to change your mind if your needs change or if your comfort level changes. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be the same person and need the same boundaries forever, or maybe you will just yeah. listen to yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add about boundaries? Um, yeah. I, I, I think I've said everything I can say. I've said everything that's scribbled on my page in front of me. I know. We, we did good. <laughs> We've been doing this for like 61 minutes now. and The time's just Damn. gone by. Um, <laughs> yeah. Orion mentioned something that I just had to bring up. Uh, he mentioned mm -hmm. a Bill of Rights. Yes. And when I was in treatment in group therapy, we literally did the same exact thing. Oh. Um, I, we were handed a piece of paper with these bill of rights and I cut them out and I put them into a collage that I'll post on our Instagram. But right now I'm just going to read them. Uh, cause I think it's, it's a good note to leave us on. Mm -hmm. So yeah. number one, oh my God, I pulled them up on my computer and they're all blown up huge and I can't read them. I just did too. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Oh, it's humongous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So number one, I have the right to be treated with dignity and respect. Two, I have the right to not take responsibility for other adults' problems or behavior. Three, I have the right to get angry and protest when treated unfairly. Four, I have the right to say no. Big one. <laughs> Five, I have the right to make mistakes. Also fantastic. <laughs> Six, I have the right to my own feelings, opinions, and convictions. Seven, I have the right to change my mind. Eight, I have the right to negotiate for change. Nine, I have the right to need and ask for help. And ten, I have the right to be human, not perfect. Yes. And that's pickles and vodka, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go out and set those boundaries. Uh, we will be doing the same. And then we'll be back next week to talk about another topic. Right. When we figure it out. <laughs> when we figure it out. I have some ideas. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hope everyone has a great week. We love you. Thank yeah. you. Yay. Oh, my God. So many people messaged me this week just out of the blue. Amazing. No, I'm, really? I'm going to talk about it on the next episode. We don't have time. Okay. Now. Uh, okay. So, yeah, if, if you're one of those people, you'll be getting a shout out next week. Um, until then, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>